Chapter 1 Patrick Connolly felt his phone vibrating against his ass, but he had to ignore it. His cell phone had gone off six times tonight, and he'd ignored it each time, loading the last fifty containers as the floodlights on the wharf lit up the ship far below him, brighter than any football stadium. Whatever it was, it was probably important, but he couldn't answer. Any delay on his part would throw off the rhythm for all of the longshoremen who were positioning the cargo and lashing it down below. It would throw off the timing from the straddle carriers, the small tractors the port used to haul each container from storage to the crane. Since so much of the system was automated, stopping even for a minute to check the caller ID would leave everything backed up. He hunched forward, watching the longshoremen a hundred and sixty feet below him through the glass floor of the crane operator's cabin. They locked the shipping container into the crane spreaders and waved to the tower. Over the speaker behind him, Ethan, the terminal manager, relayed instructions for placing it on the ship. Patrick had a copy of the cargo plan on the monitor above him, but he didn't mind if his new boss wanted to micromanage things. It was the end of his first week on the job, and despite the certifications he maintained and the thousands of hours he'd logged operating identical machinery in New York City, Patrick knew he'd have to prove himself. With the joystick on his right, he activated the winch and watched the 40-foot shipping container rise toward him. When it was high enough to clear the tiers of containers he'd already loaded onto the deck of the ship, he inched the left joystick forward. The cabin vibrated as the dangling containers slid forward along the trolley system of the enormous gantry crane. He stopped it in place, waited a few seconds for the terminal manager's signal, and then lowered the container onto the top of the three tiers already in position. Patrick had never been that good with people, but since he'd first taken apart his mom's radio when he was six years old, he'd always loved machines. For the last eight hours, he'd been carefully maneuvering one container after another into the open hatch of the ship and then onto the deck. It was tedious, repetitive work that required constant focus and attention to detail, but Patrick enjoyed it. He loved being in control of the enormous crane, knowing each component like he knew his own limbs, and shifting the roughly 30-ton cargo containers with a practiced ease. He'd loaded over 300 containers, and he knew without even looking at the loading plan on the monitor that he was on schedule to finish the entire cargo by the time his shift ended, since it would have taken most operators two full shifts to finish what he'd accomplished. He figured he wouldn't have any trouble making a good impression on his new boss, even if he didn't need the money. He was also determined to keep this job for the view alone. The operator's cabin dangled below the long boom of the crane, suspending him above the wharf, far below. The front, sides, and floor were made of clear safety glass, so he could see out from virtually every angle. From up here, he could see the first rays of sunlight creep over Elliott Bay and watch the ships moving in and out of Puget Sound. It was beautiful, even if he only had time to steal a glance while he worked. Fifteen years ago, He'd left Seattle for New York, where his pregnant girlfriend's family was located. He'd been 19 and eager to get away from home, but he never imagined he'd miss Seattle so much. When he first climbed into the cabin just after 6 o'clock the night before, 
He'd gotten more choked up than he'd ever admit out loud. Seeing the downtown skyline behind him and the waterfront stretching out below made him finally feel like he was really at home. If it was a real emergency, whoever kept calling would call the port offices directly, and they'd get a message to him on the radio. He'd made damn sure his son had the number, and he'd given it to the new school, too. It was possible the kid had locked himself out of the apartment or gotten hurt, or even gotten lost somewhere on his way to school this morning. But deep down, Patrick knew things with this kid were never that easy.